Welcome, 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 Real Stories Podcast listeners, to our final episode of 2023 of yeah. Real Stories. It, it is, because we've only got about three days left. Yeah, we're we're cutting our clothes. I, w- I wanted to get one in, and I knew um, this guy was going to be in town, so we did it. Uh, today, we interviewed a young, great young man, uh, Cadet Ethan Collins, who is a cadet at West Point uh, in his second year. He's a yearling a at year West Point. And uh, we talked about, you know, just kind of a little bit about his past and how he decided to want to go to West Point, which started at a very young age. And then we got into how you get into West Point. Uh, if, you, if you don't know, West Point's very tough to get into. They have a very low admission rate, uh, very talented people applying to get in. And uh, a lot goes into getting in. It's not real simple. Yeah. Just the process itself is way more complicated even than most colleges or really any other college, except for maybe like Annapolis yeah. uh, for the Naval Academy. And the Ivy Leagues and those. Yep. But I mean, even the Ivy Leagues don't have the physical aspect that these that, that the military academies and, have. And largely don't require a, a politician to stand up for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's a That's a big deal. For sure. Um, so yeah, we talked about how you go about getting into West Point, and then we talked about what it's like to be at West Point. Talked about not only the first day, but talked about the first ninety seconds. Or <laughs> I, I suppose actually we talked about the last ninety seconds of, of freedom uh, uh, before <laughs> you're in, and then uh, what that first moment of being in was, and then how that kind of grew and grew uh, into. Uh, you know, basic training uh, for a West Point our day student our day. That's the yeah. reception day. Yeah, yep. reception day. Uh, and then you know, just the general college experience of what it's like to be uh, in 2023 a student at West Point. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know, West Point's in New York, about 50 miles north of New York City, on the banks of the Hudson River. Uh, beautiful, kind of just getting into upstate. I Th- suppose you'd think, say. Think Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, uh, it's, you know, beautiful idyllic campus that's, you know, was, was built in 1802 originally, uh, but was a fort during the American revolution. So he's at a place that has a lot of history as he, as he said, uh, it's cool. Cause they get to learn a lot of history about the people that have gone to West point yeah. and, and what they've done with their lives. Well, tradition is, is a, an important part of the institution it is so yeah so learning about all those people and and how they achieved is is how they instill that successful kind of nature into their their new students correct yeah so uh anyway so we hope that you guys enjoy um this our our last episode stick with us through next year and uh, we'll have some more episodes coming out we've got a lot We've got a lot that we want to do. We're just trying to find time to do them. But uh, in the meantime, please enjoy uh, the real story of Cadet Ethan Collins uh, working on getting his commission. All right. Hey, so welcome back, Real Stories Podcast listeners. We are joined here today with a young man uh, named Ethan Collins, who is a cadet at the at West Point. Prestigious. At the United States Military Academy, also known as Army. Did I get all those right? 
<laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ethan. Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How was uh, how's being home for the holidays? It's great. Um, I'm glad to be home. It's very relaxing. Similarly to most college students, you enjoy your mom's cooking and laying around doing nothing, sleeping in, and everything. But What's particularly, th- it's it's great to it's great to not wear the uniform. Um, it's it's always nice to wear pajamas or jeans or whatever. What's the rule on that for you guys? Like, do you not wear the uniform at all when you're not there? Correct. So the the first year cadets have to wear the uniform during their travel home, like on the plane yep. or their car, I guess. But we we're not supposed to wear it any other time off Got. off post. So. And and what year are you? I'm a second year. Second year. Okay. So you're you're in your second. He's year a now. Yeah. he's a yuck. Uh, yes, yeah, a yuck. Okay. a yuck or a yearling. yearling. They don't refer to them. Uh, so at West Point, you're not a freshman, right? Right. You're what What's a freshman? A plebe. A plebe. It comes plebe. from uh, like a Greek plebeian. Right. It comes from plebeian. <laughs> yeah, like the Roman Romans, right? Yeah, uh, the plebes r- might have been Roman. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then, and then you're a yearling. You're or a, a yuck. A yuck. You, which got, Which do you prefer, yearling or a yuck? I say yuck. Okay. And then we've got Cal is the the junior, okay, uh, the third year class, and then a firsty, a firsty because they're first, they're a first in line, first class, first class. <laughs> yep. So you start out fourth class, correct. Third class, second class, first class, and then you graduate. Correct. Does is there an option in West Point? I know we're way off just what happened over Christmas break, but is there an option at West Point to not graduate in four years? Like, can you be a fifth year senior? It would be against your will um, <laughs> if you have if you have academic integrity issues. Um, academic, they probably wouldn't let you forget it either. Right. Yeah. If you're academically deficient, I would say um, they could hold you for another year if you're failing your classes or yeah. But it probably doesn't happen very often. It's quite think. rare, but you do. You when someone's a, a a turn back, we say okay. Well, that's. I love all right. the terms. <laughs> That's my favorite back. thing about military in general is just all the terms. Right. So good. That, that's why. That's why working in the government's so similar to working in the military because it's it's just an overlap of terminology. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Not that we have plebes in the government, but yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> <We> us. <do. laughs> That's yeah. us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you're uh, okay. Anyway, back to being home for Christmas. So what's sleeping in? When you say sleeping in, how long? What's sleep in like? Oh, it depends. I mean, I like to get up at like nine when I'm home. I think that's sleeping in. Oh yeah. Um, but that's great. It's, I get up at about six. It's cool every day. So yep. getting up at nine is, is quite nice. Nice. Let's go ahead and just get into who Ethan Collins is real start quick. It, yes. Break it down and start at the beginning. Yeah. So who are your parents? Give us the whole spoil here. So my mom is uh, Catherine McCarthy. Yep. And she's married now to Jevin Smalley. Yep. My dad is Kelby Collins and he is... Married to Kim Chatlin now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you were, you're born in Upper. Uh, you have two siblings. Maya, is Maya still at Cincinnati? Maya's in uh, graduate school at Cincinnati. Doing, okay. She's doing her master's in education right now, which is their program for school psychology. That's immediately followed by an educational specialist degree in school psychology. Okay. So she's going to be a school psychologist. Yes. Cool. 
And then you have a little, you have just one younger sister. Yes, Madeline. Madeline. She and just passed her uh, driving permit test this morning. Ah, so nice. she's getting a little bit older now, but a sophomore in high school. Yep. Watch out. <laughs> yep. Let's go back. When did you realize that, you, I mean, West Point isn't something where like your senior high school midway through, you're like, I think I'm going to go to West Point, right? right? So when did you realize that you wanted to possibly be a West Point student? So I realized uh, actually in the sixth grade, for most kids, the latest you can know is about the spring of your junior year. Okay. Which is about a year later than a normal college. You could kind of have a late decision for what you want to do. But I went to a summer STEM camp at West Point in the sixth grade. I believe it was before the sixth grade. Okay. The summer before sixth grade? No, I apologize. It was after the sixth okay, grade. Okay. Summer before seventh. Right. And it was half of a marketing tour and half of a science, technology, education, and math learning experience. Typically for underprivileged kids or minorities or populations, geographic populations that are underrepresented at the academy. Yeah. And I was fortunate to get in to that camp. Um, the tuition or the, the fee is uh, paid for by, by the academy. Navy's is not. Navy's is they have a similar camp. The Navy. Very expensive camp. So, so your, your fee for the STEM camp was paid for by the academy. Correct. Okay. Did You're, you have to apply for grant? For that, is that something just nope, anybody just that gets covered. in? Yep. You just yep. applied. You just got online and applied to go, and you just happened to get in. A couple essays. Um, okay. They ask for your grades, and so there are some minimum requirements to this. That yeah. Okay. Right. Good. Uh, cool. So okay. So you go there, and it's a lot of just they're trying to show you what West Point is and how cool it would be to go there. Right. They we had we were led around by the counselors. I guess were were cadets, and the cadet that I had. His last name was Outlaw, and I always thought that was that was pretty <laughs> oh, yeah. awesome. Oh yeah, but so, he was. So he, if Cadet Outlaw is out there somewhere listening to this, maybe uh, shout out. You were yeah. the inspiration. Yeah, <laughs> he knows that he's my inspiration actually because so I had known his name and I had his email for several years, but never reached out. And I was talking to one of my advisors at, at the academy this past summer. I told him the story about Outlaw. We'll uh-huh. call him, and he was like, "Wow, you should reach out." And I thought about it, but. He really kicked me in the butt to reach out. So I found him on Instagram and reached out and told him that he was my inspiration. And I hope it made his day, but yeah, oh, well, sure I it had to. <laughs> Dude, what, what's he up to now? Is he's, he stationed, still in? he's stationed in Korea. He's okay. a, an ordnance officer. So he counts ammo and keeps, keeps logs of ammo mostly, gotcha. I believe. Yeah. yeah. An ordnance officer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, so then what else, then it's also just was a STEM camp, like a classic yep. STEM camp. I was, yeah, it was awesome to meet. Most of the kids were older. I was, it was sixth, seventh, eighth. So oh. a lot of kids were very, very intelligent, learned some new things, met some awesome people that I kept in touch with for years. And some of them are at West Point, some are at other colleges. And so from that point on, were you like, I'm going to West Point? It was Way too often that I thought about going to West Point. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I. What, what did you What did you want to get out of West Point though? Like it, in sixth grade, you you kind of have an idea what you want to do with your life. Did you? What What's your major now? I'm an applied statistics and data science major. Okay. So in sixth grade, did you know you wanted to be a applied statistics and data manager? Uh, so I either 
wanted to be engineering, like mechanical engineering okay. or math. I actually found an essay that I wrote. I forget when I wrote it, um, but it was submitted to a STEM camp, either a STEM camp or some other camp that I did at West Point that said I wanted to major in math. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so was, you always were. And I remember you being like super mathy. I've always loved math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the opposite of how my brain works. Uh, it's um, probably mine too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So you're, you, you know, you want to do it. And then you get to high school. Obviously, you have to get good grades. I read that the average GPA of a West Point uh, student is 3.9 uh, with over half of them 4.0s. So you're talking 3.8 to, right. to 4.0. It's pretty much you, to get in. Uh, and then an occasional really good SAT or ACT score that might help people get in. But other than obviously being a great student, what were the other things you kind of knew you needed to be doing to look good for West Point? So I really, in my research, believe they were looking for leadership, leadership experience, leadership qualities. Yep. So I guess in high school, that means being the captain of your team, being the president, co-president of, of your clubs, and just being involved, showing, showing your involvement yeah. in, in these clubs and on these teams, getting those varsity letters to show your physical aptitude, and your, as well as your leadership ability. But one thing I didn't realize was the Army itself and West Point are looking for people who are good on a team. Mm-hmm. One, of my, one of my buddies, his dad was in the Special Forces and mentioned how being a team player is the most important thing. Being able to work and coordinate with people, cooperation is the most important aspect of, of that team. And I believe that's what West Point's looking for as well from its high school uh, being, applicants. Being a cog in the wheel. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'd almost maybe argue too that that's what everyone should be looking for. And right. in the professional world, I mean, there are some things where lone wolves work well. I think in almost everything that you do, being a great team player is probably the best thing you could bring to your organization. It, it's certainly one of the hardest skills to kind of learn, I think, as you go through, like as you go through your academic process and, and graduating from wherever. It's, it's easy to say to yourself, yes, I know all this math, I know all the science, I know this, I know that, but figuring out how you can help a team achieve a bigger goal is always a little more complex, of course. So then to, um, to apply, uh, I remember there was lots of letters of recommendation slash, um, do they call them sponsorships or you had, nomination, a nomination right. from who did you end up getting your nomination from? I got two nominations from Congressman Bob Latta and Senator Rob Portman. Okay. But I believe West Point used my nomination from Bob Latta. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Just because exactly you thought worked, it was maybe the, the better one or? I think just the way they pick and choose who they want to accept. Yeah. I think they wanted to accept someone from Senator Portman's pool and then oh, accept me from another one. I just, gotcha. So, because they can't accept a certain number of people from a certain nomination source. Yeah. Yep. A certain congressman or senator can only have so many people. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, there's only what a thousand cadets each year that enter in as, as plebes. It's about 1200, 1200. Okay. So, yeah. And so they want it to be from every state. Ideally they want every state represented. I read, right. They will, Um, they will a hundred percent fill every state. It's just those, those underrepresented states that they certainly have issues. Yeah. So then you apply and you get in. Uh, what was that 
And it's paid, right? No one pays to go to West Point. Right. No one pays any tuition. Yep. So if it's you're covered by the military, right? Yep. Yeah. By taxpayers and the military and everything. So yeah, I mean, if yeah. you get in, yeah. it's right. a full ride. No one's getting in, and then it's like, okay, we'll figure out your, you know, student loans. It's once you're in, you're a full on, full ride scholarship student. Correct. Are, are you? Uh, and I we had this discussion the other day. Are you required to enter the service during your time at West Point or before? You're admitted to West Point, or is that something that comes after? You- so they set up everything for you once you get there. Okay. There wasn't much. Once you get accepted, there isn't too much paperwork to fill out mm-hmm. before you go. But like you, have, have you, you haven't gone through boot camp yet, right? West Point has their, their basic training. Okay. It's about six weeks long. Okay. The so summer you, before your plebe year. Uh, okay. So you have been through basic. Essentially. Are yeah. you right now in the Army? We are active duty. Yeah, that's um, what, that's what we were looking for. Active duty military members. Yeah, okay. okay. Who have a, a rank of, of cadet. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, so, rank um, of cadet even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole ranking, so obviously. Until, until you get your commission, right? Right. So okay. cadets are uh, stationed or situated between enlisted personnel and commissioned officers in oh, terms of okay. their rank. But so we'll always joke that we outrank certain people. But in reality, we don't outrank anyone. It's just a, it's just a joke. But yeah, we we rank right below a second lieutenant, which yeah. is what we'll commission as okay. as officers. Okay, when you graduate in two and a half more years, you'll you'll be and I saw one hundred percent job placement at yes. West Point. <laughs> uh, you'll be a second lieutenant in somewhere, and you have no idea where, but you'll probably get a little bit of a choice. We get full choice of, based on your class rank, you get a choice of your post. We call it a yep. post for first post. And that comes your spring semester of your first year, your final year at West Point. Yep. And once, the, once a post is gone, uh, you don't have that option. And that's ranked off seniority based on like class ranking? OML, uh, order of merit list. Okay. Which is just... Uh, you're graded physically, militarily, mm-hmm. and academically. Yep. And we can get into that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but, yep, you're just racked and stacked <laughs> for that. Yep. And then based on which branch you choose. So everyone's in the Army, which is a branch of the DOD, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah. But then within commissioned officers, there are branches of the Army, mm-hmm. infantry, aviation, artillery, and, and such. And based on that, your class rank follows that, and within that branch, you choose based okay. on that rank. Okay. So, so the first person almost always picks Italy. Okay. <laughs> Vicenza, Italy is, is the place to go. Yep. But Sounds awful there. Yeah. <laughs> it must be nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots of pretty Italian chicks. <laughs> very cool. So, okay, because <clears throat> we're, we're asking all these questions anyway. So you get there. What's like week one or day one like at West Point? So day one at West Point is called reception day. It's the first day of their cadet basic training, also known as beast barracks. Nice. I'm not sure where the beast term comes from, but it sounds cool. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so day one is called our day, and it's just what you would imagine. Uh, I think during enlisted basic training, they call it like a shark attack. <laughs> just people scream in your face and 
Okay, yeah, so it is anyway. like that. That was what I wondered, or if it was more like first day of college, like meet your roommate and get your dorm room set up. No, it's it's, it's not that. It's not. So <laughs> we get there. My mom, me and my mom and my sister get there. My little sister and go through, ride the bus, and they're so nice to you when you show up. Welcome to West Point, first day. Congrats, mom. Congrats, <laughs> cadet. Yeah, new cadet. They say, and we ride the bus to the auditorium, and it's about. About 30 of us in there at a time. They, and they give this very short speech. I don't remember what it was. Like, it's kind of a, you kind of black out during it. But, <laughs> and at the end, they famously say um, something about something, something. You have 90 seconds to say your goodbyes. <sighs> and then, uh, so you hug your mom. They're all crying. Sister's crying. Mom's crying. Everyone's crying. And the cadets are just, Honestly, I felt eager to go in. Yeah. Not because I wanted to go in, but like you didn't want to be late, I yeah. guess. Oh yeah. So <laughs> don't you be go the last through, person in line. You go through and instantly they start yelling. Right in front of your mom, they start yelling and screaming <laughs> at you. And they shut these big doors behind you. Boom, boom. And you're just gone. And there's the doors are super thick, like you can't hear what's behind. And they're just screaming at you for the rest of the day. <laughs> Shaving your head. Making you wear a goofy uniform and uh, drilling and marching and yep. learning the basics. And then they sit you down in your room. They, they send you to your room afterwards. And I just sat there and every kid has the same, the same feeling of what in the world am I doing? <laughs> what did I get myself into? Why here? did I come to West Point? Is this yep. worth free tuition? Right. Is this worth it? <laughs> what am I doing? Am I going to make it? Yeah. And then my roommate comes in. And he's a 21-year-old ah. Army hockey player. Ah. He's been playing the juniors in Canada for three or four years or longer. Um, but this is his day one, too. This is his day one as yep. well. And I was like, wow. And I'm 17 going in. So this yeah. is <laughs> multiple culture shocks yeah. consecutively. So it was an exciting day. And the next day, the next 40-some um, days of basic training look about the same. Yep. Our day is certainly special, though. Yep. And every day at basic training, you wake up at, or cadet basic training, you wake up at about 4.45 and PT. Yep. What's PT? What's PT? Physical training. Like? Yeah. What, <laughs> right. Like, what's that? I mean, are you running five miles, two miles? You're doing 100 push-ups? You're doing 20 push-ups? Yes, what's, all what's, that. what's all that? It's certainly pretty light for the, <laughs> okay. for the mandatory <clears throat> physical training. We've got the Army's... Um, stretching and flexibility routine at yep. the beginning in order to prevent injury, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I would assume. And then... And let the devil in. <laughs> <laughs> we've got some... We do some running. It's usually about two or three miles. Okay. We've got some push-ups and planks and sit-ups and like other army exercises that are made to fit all levels of army fitness. Gotcha. So we do the same as every other army unit. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're pretty easy because West Point cadets are, have to be more fit than the average soldier. We take the army combat fitness test every semester and just score so, like so much higher than other army units. Really? Which we're college kids, so and the test is adapted to age and gender. Okay. But Let's play it at school well and do well on the PT and everything. So it, it probably doesn't extrapolate out very well with with older 
like in, in other brand or other divisions, I guess, but once you get some guy that's 35, 40 years old, that's still in the service, if they're still taking the test, it doesn't, it, it might be factored in for their age, but sure. it just gets harder. It's certainly a different, <laughs> yeah. different experience. Yeah. So, okay. So like right now, what are you running like a mile? What's your mile time? We typically run a two mile. <clears throat> okay. But I'll run a two mile in about 1230 right now. Okay. Yeah. So two six minute miles, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> That's screaming. <laughs> yeah. How? What's like the push up standard? Like, do you got to do so many in a minute, or what's the? On the test, we do the fitness test. We do two minutes, okay, of hand release push ups. What's so that? you put your body on the ground, uh, spread your arms out in a T, and then bring them back into your to your chest, and then push up. Then drop yourself back down to the ground. And Every that. time you you're you take your hands out and have to come back in. Right. Correct. Okay. It's a full it's, push up. It's certainly a different experience than a regular push up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the the maximum for my age group is either fifty six or sixty. The minimum, I'm not really sure. Okay. <laughs> fifty six or sixty. <laughs> I get I get right uh, just north of fifty. Okay. So yeah, in I, two I, minutes. Right. Yep. Most kids do pretty well on the test, but yeah. How, how, obviously you, you don't have to tell us out of the thousand kids in your class, how you're doing, but like, are you doing well? You feel like you're up there. You're at least in the middle of the pack. I do well. Okay, good. I do well. <laughs> good. Okay. So did you say it was 40 days of basic? Six weeks. Six weeks of basic. No college classes at that time? Or Correct. No classes. Gotcha. It's all day, full, doing all the stuff. Just six straight weeks of PT, huh? <laughs> we do. We do a lot of PT. Wow. Um, and then also, like, what? Learning how to clean weapons. Yep. Clean weapons. What? Shoot weapons. Yeah, are, are you issued a weapon at that point? We are temporarily issued a weapon. Okay. So during the school year, we hold parade rifles in our rooms mm -hmm. for our, our drill and ceremony, drill and parade stuff. Mm -hmm. But during basic training, you're issued a rifle that you keep with you. You will keep it with you yep. for six weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you will not lose it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. And then also how, you know, uniform specifications, all that stuff is all probably part of that. Yep. You learn all the grooming standards and uniform standards and how to ruck. So we've got a rucksack, mm -hmm. a framed big yep. backpack, mm -hmm. how to ruck, how to patrol other military, essential military skills. The first half is. Mostly on the campus. Okay. In garrison, we call it, over the summer. And you learn a lot of marching and attend mandatory briefs about um, sexual assault and academic integrity and other mandatory military briefs that yep. all soldiers have to receive every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, operational security, that kind of stuff. And then the second half is more of the field where you learn those essential military skills. Go in the, the House of Tears, the gas chamber. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, <laughs> the House of Tears. Do you get tasered? No, we do not oh. get tasered. Just, just the gas chamber. Okay. Yeah, the gas chamber. <laughs> uh, okay, so then when that's over, then you start classes. Right. So we've got a week of reorganization, they call it, where we just get ready, get our rooms ready, learn about how the school year is going to run. And then we start class. Okay. So first day of organization week is similar to most days. You're very thankful that no one's screaming at you when you, when you oh, wake yeah, up. Yeah, I bet. Very relieving experience. 
and it's just very relaxing and very exciting as you look forward to the school year. Yeah. And then once classes start, um, do the, do the classes feel like you're in the military or do the classes feel like you're a college kid? I feel like I'm in the military and I'm in class. Monday, this year, Monday through Wednesday, we wear a shirt and tie. Okay. And then Thursday and Friday, we wear OCPs, which are the camo fatigues yep. I, that you would imagine. And those are way more comfortable than the, the o- shirt tie. OCP? Is that what you said? Yes. O- operational camouflage pattern. Okay. I believe it's, it's yep. called. Yep. Or Army Combat Uniform. AC. There's so many. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many names. <laughs> acronym soup right it is acronym soup uh okay so would uh it just gen ed classes your freshman year type stuff and then did they seem to you coming from upper which is you know obviously a high academic institution uh was it like crazy hard or did you feel like you kind of adapted pretty well to it is is it i i guess i let me try to expand yeah. on that a little bit. I think what we're what we're getting at is, does it feel like you're in the military because everybody in your classroom is behaved, I guess is one way to right. say it. Like, I mean, we've all sat in classes where there's some college kids that just weren't paying attention. Right? Yeah, there's some football players over in the yeah, corner right. that are just looking at playbooks. Yeah. And, uh, looking you know. at you, Matt Finkus. <laughs> uh, but, but there are... But did it feel? Does it feel like that because of that, or because the the curriculum is geared toward what your experiences will be like later on with the military? So your plebe year, you've got chemistry classes and physics classes and math and English and history is usually what your first semester looks like. Yep. As well as one semester, you'll have a military science course, mm-hmm. and the next semester, sorry, go ahead, you'll have physical education courses. So your plebe year, that's that's boxing. Oh, as, nice. well as, uh, as well as like a fundamentals of fitness course. <laughs> Just go beat uh, the shit out of each other for uh, six weeks. I'm going to stop you for a second. <laughs> I was, I did some research on it and the thing I, I wrote this down at the end, like it looks super hard, but super fun. <laughs> like all that seems like a very difficult, but also rewarding and kind of fun stuff like that you're doing. Like I never, I never learned to box in college. That's fantastic. I never got to like paddle a canoe. You're required (laughs) to participate in athletics, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so what are you participating? Like everybody that comes into West Point is required to participate at at competitive sports, right? Right. So I do some pretty low stakes intramural style athletics. Yeah. Okay. Where I've done basketball, flag football, Orienteering, which is mm-hmm. cross country with capture the flag yeah. type stuff. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> Orienteering. Orienteering. Yeah. I think it's popular in Europe. That sounds sure. awesome. Kind of kind of like when you and I went to uh Mansfield that day and just got lost in the woods, but without running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or people chasing or us. Or people chasing yeah. us or yelling at us. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. It just looks like it's like kind of fun that physical aspect of it. So by the way, the four, so the four things are character building, academic building, physical and military. Correct. Correct. Those are like the four kind of columns, the pillars, uh, the pillars. Uh, and so, you know, we've talked about academic and physical a little bit, but, um, like what's the, the character aspect of it is gotta be like, I mean, everyone, there, I'm assuming 
is a top notch individual and that is probably pretty well behaved and also like wants to be the best. Is right. That- Certainly the, the vast majority of kids are very mature, well behaved, I guess. And, and uh, probably not accepting like that. They're not, that they want to be good. At sure. It. Every kid wants to be the best <laughs> at everything they do. Yeah. And it's, it's competitive all the time. Everything's a competition. They, they tell us winning matters. Yep. All the time. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the, one of the slogans. And with the, with the character, that's the only pillar that we're not scored in where we get feedback and we get, we do get scorings, but they're not, doesn't reflect in our class rank. Yeah. Okay. We get development reviews and such. And we're told this, um, leader, leaders of character is the phrase they use. We're building leaders of character. So yep. not just leaders. The leaders of character that are going to be honest and mm-hmm. have integrity as they lead platoons and companies in the army, yeah, as they believe that's that's what's important. It's difficult probably to, for them to grade you on that, so they 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 bring you up in that culture so that they so that you understand what's expected and required of you as a as an officer, right? But but it it would be tough, kind of subjective to to grade somebody on character, I suppose, right? Yeah. So. Uh... <laughs> What's the party scene like at West Point? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. It's it's all business all the time. And by I business I so. mean school. Like right. you're it, it seems like they've built in all the fun. Like it's like oh, here's what you're doing for fun. You're going to go out on this run. Prescribed or, fun. Yeah. Yeah. When you're an upperclassman you can have so everyone but plebes can have a gaming console in their room and I don't just cause yeah. I, I would get distracted. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we play on our, we try to play video games and hang out with our friends in our, in our rooms, yep. our, a, a dorm rooms, essentially we call them barracks, but dorm rooms. So we'll hang out for fun and we don't get out too much on the weekends. There's not much to do around West point right outside, um, off post, but most of the fun is built in. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, fun, what, so what, to speak. What do you do on weekends? You're, you're not in school, right? You just hang out in the barracks all day? I'm on the policy debate team okay. at the school, so we travel a lot. Okay. Oh, cool. What's and, that? What, what do you mean? So policy debate, and you're going to other colleges? And- we spend the, the weekend at a hotel near another college, and several colleges will show up and just have a debate tournament. And there's... It's a very rules-based yeah, game yeah. Mm-hmm. that is not what you would expect. Is it like parliamentary procedure or is it? Uh, no, there is parliamentary debate, but we're um, policy debate is the official name of our yeah um, sport. Or no, it's not a sport. I, I would love say. it. No, a, I love it. It's a competition, but yeah. And debating policy, like which is an important part of the military and doing that like what is the policy and how do you determine what that policy will be it's probably the only chance they give you to actually discuss the the policy otherwise you just have to get stuck with it yeah (laughs) pretty much it's your only input on the policy right yeah and a good way to learn how that works like policy doesn't we we all know this but policy doesn't just happen like it it a good policy is debated thoroughly Sure. And then eventually it's like, oh, yeah, clearly this one is generally the rules better are, policy. Rules are written in blood. You know, yeah. It happened because something happened. 
you you said they uh i wanted to come back to this you said they they care about winning like you guys are it's because your business is losing is either dying or having your culture taken away like i mean in the military winning is everything like right. if you lose you it's a real loss there's some <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not fun and games no it's freedom it's yeah I, I mean literally it's it's everybody's freedom that that's the that that's what the military is is building it's it's this um mindset that what we have is pretty great and and if you lose for instance then there's a threat to what we have and, right. and we don't want to lose that there's a lot of plebe knowledge we call it that you are required to learn and memorize over beast barracks. I've forgotten most of it, but I learned it when I was required to learn it. Yeah. And it's a lot of my favorite knowledge was inspirational quotes from famous generals. And MacArthur has got the best. Really? He's got the duty on our country speech. Okay. That he gave to the cadets. He's got ones about, um, a lot of them are about winning is what I wanted to bring up is, MacArthur really founded that winning matters attitude. Yeah. In World War II and uh, World War One, and every war, every game. I'll try to think of the quote and I'll, I'll get back to you. Okay. That, yeah. <laughs> or we'll look it up and we'll throw right. it in there at the end. Uh, so d- duty, honor, country, is that the mission of West Point or that's like the motto, right? I see it on everything at West Point. Duty, duty dot honor dot country right i would say it's more of the motto okay the mission they've got a slogan to train educate and inspire cadets yeah but duty on our country is what means the most to the yeah. cadets and the and the faculty and staff and everyone for sure okay so you're in your second year uh how long are you home for christmas break i've got Exactly two weeks off. Okay. Did you get, uh, were you home for Christmas last year? Yes. Okay. So you get how there's a, there are holiday breaks. You're not, we certainly get what much nicer holiday breaks than commissioned officers or enlisted personnel. Yeah. And our, our teachers will always let us know that, <laughs> <laughs> but the breaks the breaks are nice. Yeah. Like, do you get a spring break? We do get a week for spring break. Okay, good. So there's some, it's like, it's a good mix. It seems like of you're you're still a college student, but at the end of the day, I always military say, college student. I always say at the end of the day, we're college students. Yeah, and when I go home, some people ask, "This podcast is great because I think it's a great way. If somebody really wants to know what I do, <laughs> yeah, it's a great way for them to find out." But some people believe I'm more in college. Some people believe I'm more in the military. And I believe at the end of the day, we're college students. Yeah. You're college students with a, with an emphasis on military and military history. Correct. Yeah. We're ROTC on steroids is yeah. something that I say. Yeah. ROTC. We like to joke about it. It's not a joke, <laughs> but, um, there, there has to be a little healthy competition amongst oh, the rank. Sure. Yeah. The competition so, also stems from the idea that we, we graduate with the same. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, we even require more years of service. Because more taxpayer dollars are spent on us. Mm-hmm. But because we commission as the same rank, it's certainly some competitive aspect. Oh, yeah. They like to say they party more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we like to say we're better soldiers or better cadets or that kind of thing. But yeah. Um, 
Nice. You guys take the nerdy route. Like, oh, we're better students than you are. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I would say they're a little more disciplined. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we like to think so. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, okay. So, anyway, um, so you're in your second year. I read this, and maybe you can confirm this. So, if you, let's say, right now didn't go back, what happens? Like, right now, like you decide after this Christmas break, you're like, I'm done. I, I, I'm dropping out. We ask each other that. What would happen if we don't go back? I think it'd be, I don't know. I can't answer what would happen if you don't go back. I, I think you still have to serve your time, right? Or you still have to. So that's what I think uh, Grandma's mentioning here is I haven't technically affirmed yet. Okay. Our teachers bring up how this is the only place in the military where you can leave whenever you want. Give you some, they'll give you something before you earn it. Sure. Uh, so uh, up for, until the end of this year. Yes. But when you come back next year, you're in. Correct. And so yeah. if you leave then, you have a required amount of service you're, that you're you still have required to, because to. you, like you said, a lot of money has been spent on you. Sure. Yeah. Or if you can pull together five hundred thousand dollars, you can pay. You can pay that off. Uh, there you go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet you those two years or four years, whatever it is, in the in, the, in your to fulfill your obligation, I bet you they do a pretty nice job of making sure that you remember that you dropped out. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, so anyway, so you'll go back next year, um, as a cow and that's, uh, the cows come home. I saw, uh, that when the cows come home, they're home and then that you're in the military, uh, and then you'll graduate in a couple years. What's your, what's the goal afterwards? Yeah. You, you had talked about, uh, military history as being or military strategy what I forget what it was being one of your classes how does that lead into what you intend to do with with the service afterward so we've got military science classes which are combat oriented classes small I'm in a small unit tactics class right now okay so as we graduate the infantry officers will be a platoon leader which is approximately they're leading about 30 personnel 30 to 40 personnel. Yep. So that's my next year class is platoon tactics. My next okay. year's military science class. So that's the most, your cow and first team military science class are the most translated classes to your service. But the ones we learn right now are just the building blocks of, of those classes. Mm -hmm. And we do have, we have military history classes as well, which teaches the history of West Point and the history of the army. People like to, the teachers love to say that the history we teach was Made by you. Made by the or, people that went here. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cheesy, but. It's true in some ways, though. You're learning the history of what people that graduated from here have accomplished. Tradition is important. Right. Yeah. It's Benedict Arnold. <laughs> That's yeah. where Benedict Arnold yeah. was when he committed treason. Uh, do you know who built West Point? Can you say his name? So that I'm, Graham and I can confirm our pronunciation of it. <laughs> are, are you referring to Thayer? No. No, Kosciuszko. 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 I'm not sure if that's exactly correct, but that's just what that most sounds, of us say. We'll yeah, take it. Kosciuszko. Yeah. yeah. Right. Was a Polish brigadier general in the American Revolution. That sounds right. Built West Point. Yeah. In 1780. Uh, I think yeah. so. And anyway, um, back to the question. So, okay. W like two and a half years from now, when you're done, two summers from now, where do you, if you get everything, you graduate towards the top and you get to pick, sure. what are you doing two years from now? So I'm looking at two options. There's 
um, sort of a delayed service, which is very competitive. It's just, it's just a grad school scholarship okay. opportunity mm-hmm. yep. that I'm looking at. And, but for military, which is what I will be required to do is I'm looking at military intelligence. I like to say finding people. Yeah. Um, yep. and Jack Ryan, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I would like to be stationed. I like to have my first post in Georgia or Colorado or Germany is what I'm looking at. Okay. And Oconus is what we call it outside of the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is the more competitive option. Yep. Germany, Hawaii, even Alaska. I oh. guess as continental, I guess you can imagine. Yeah, continental United yeah. States. Hawaii, Alaska, yeah. Italy, Germany, and then Japan comes up every few years. Okay. So. Yeah, so there are some good options, and you'll be you'll be a second lieutenant, and will that you, you don't know what the job will be necessarily? No, intelligence. No, it's just going to be what's available, and then you know you'll pick from what's available. So within your branch, let's say you go infantry, which is the most popular branch. You could be an infantry platoon leader, which is what everyone wants, and leading soldiers. Yeah, or you can be stuck in. Uh, staff shop doing work that nobody really wants to do (laughs) waiting for your time to to lead soldiers okay so the the main goal is go lead some go lead a platoon go be an officer leading a platoon no matter what branch even if you're more of a logistics based branch everybody wants everybody wants to lead soldiers leader of men correct yeah yep uh i mean women also right and and then is there an expectation that everyone wants that's not where they want to end up they want to rise through the ranks right if you <laughs> maybe you're not allowed to talk about it but i regardless mean regardless of how <laughs> how long you want to stay in everybody wants to get to get promoted as quickly as possible yep. right yeah yeah and end up being a so does it would you go then you see you lead a platoon right let's see if i remember this then a regiment no, not quite. So what's it go? What's platoon. the order of the it's a so platoon company? Well, officers will lead a platoon okay. and then a company. Okay. And then a brigade or a battalion and then a brigade. Okay. But yeah, that's pretty much it. There's okay. some weird uh, rank structures in there, but mostly it's platoon, company, battalion, brigade. Yep. There you go. Okay. So, so you said that the idea is to get promoted as fast as possible, right? Rise up through the ranks as right. fast as possible. Um, uh, people I've talked to that have been in the, in the service, they, they kind of indicate that, and, and these are guys that have, have several years in, but they kind of indicate that uh, you get to a point, and if you're not trying to elevate your status, then the Army just kind of says, okay, we're, we don't really need you around anymore. One of my teachers last year, who I really admired, he was actually a, a non-commissioned officer, so enlisted personnel. Mm-hmm. They teach our, most of the military science teachers are enlisted personnel, NCO. non-commissioned officers. Right, NCO. And he was being, uh, he was being forced to leave. Yeah. And he was a combat field medic, mm-hmm. many years of service, and just got passed over for promotion too many times. Yep. And was really, I was really sad that, to hear that he was leaving, but- I think he was as well, but that's just the way it goes, I guess. And then yeah. he got a yeah. job somewhere in D.C. as a consultant. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or at another university. I yeah. Mean, that's just how yeah. it goes. Um, so, okay, so um, we, we skipped back. We skipped over it, but I wanted to go back. 
Uh, you talked about like the physical uh, aspects of it. What's the most fun thing that you've gotten to do so far as far as like something where you're just like, man, this is awesome. Like, I can't believe I'm getting to do this in the, you know, on the commercials, you see dudes like jumping out of helicopters and stuff. It's like, I always assume, eh, that's probably like one day you got to go do that. Yeah. But like, what was, what's the thing so far that you just really were like, I, I this think, is great. I think where Graham is leading with this the other day, we were sitting actually right here and he showed me a picture. He's like, look at these guys in a boat. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to go on a boat with my friends, hang out. Yeah. They're like yeah. in a whitewater raft. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, Oh, that looks wow. like a great time. <laughs> so there's, if you're referring to West point, that's a Sandhurst competition, okay, which is a military skills competition with other yeah. companies at school, as well as other universities across the U.S. and abroad, military, um, military academies abroad. It's named after an English yep. or British military academy, Sandhurst. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there are people rowing boats across Lost Reservoir at West Point. Okay. Rocking, okay. shooting, uh, and just trying to win an international military skills competition. Yeah. It's, so, ca- it's called the Sandhurst Military Skills Competition. Right. Have you, who gets to compete in that? I have an option to compete for my company. We're divided in the core. The core is the entirety of, of the West Point cadets. Yep. We're divided into 36 companies. Okay. Which we like to think of essentially as frats. Gotcha. Where the plebes are sort of the pledges in the frat. Hufflepuff, Slytherin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hogwarts as well. So, so right. 36 okay. companies. 36 companies. About 105 to 110 cadets per company. Okay. That's what I was trying to get to. And then okay. 4,400 cadets in the core. Okay. So the, each company sends a team of about 10 cadets mm-hmm. to Sandhurst. And then the top 10 companies out of 36 get to compete. That's in the fall competition. Yep. The top 10 out of 36 get to compete in the international competition in the spring. And I had the option to compete. I just choose not to. Really? I have other stuff that I, that I prefer to Probably do. Probably takes a lot of time. It does. It's practice every day. Yep. Okay. It's like being on a sports team. Right. Yep. So I, I'd rather play basketball and yeah. do my debate team and study and everything. So. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Do you think you might do it? before you go like is it something you'd be like oh maybe i'll do it my senior year or that is something certainly if we can get all the guys together and make like a senior heavy team and yeah <laughs> those always do well so it's something i've thought about it's an awesome competition that uh, it's a very rewarding experience i've heard you got a bunch of bros that you guys just are tight uh is everybody pretty tight companies or- are different actually so i've got some good friends in other companies that are kind of like the kids in high school where you you're only friends during school and you're only friends outside of school. So yeah. like I'll see them around say hi and go to the room sometimes, but the guys in your company are who you're tight with. Yeah. And some companies have more smaller clicks and some companies have bigger clicks. My company's more of a bigger click kind of company. Yep. But I've got some dudes that I love and have yeah. got my back and yeah. yeah. You guys aren't all in the same, like your friends are, are they, are you friends with them because you're, all going into data and that sort of thing. No, we're okay. all friends just because we're because you randomly placed in the same company. Yeah. Okay, we're so it is like there. high school. It is, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have anything to do with your major. These your company has kids majoring in all Correct. the different majors. It's completely random. It's yeah. It's just balanced based on men and women. I believe they try to keep okay. the same proportion that twenty five seventy five because that's that a- what the school is. Okay. 25% women, 75% men. So every company reflects that same. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll give you a chance to make uh, West Point seem PC and good. Is it, you feel like the women are accepted well there and not, there's no, cause obviously for a long time it was all men. 
Right. Uh, and then in the last, what, 40, 50 years? They that sounds about right. Probably let women. The 70s was when I believe they started. And I believe the women are accepted now. It I was, bet you the women are badasses. Like I A mean, lot of the I, women are badasses. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. the women's army rugby. Oh. We, we call it the war. The women's <laughs> army rugby. Yeah. They're... Yeah, something to be feared. It, just the character it takes for a, a a woman to decide. Yeah, I'm going to do this uh, because we know Brian and I are grown men who understand that women are are badasses, and right. there's equal number of badass women as there are to badass men, and this and that. But it's tough to be one that says, "Yeah, I'm going to go do this thing." That's it. Definitely is a more masculine, classic thing. Of course. Uh, I think, yeah, I think what you're looking for is it's historically been a, a men's culture. Yeah. And and to, to break through that ceiling is it's difficult to do, but yeah, yeah, certainly there are, there are definitely women who are worthy of it. Are there uh women's dorms and women's barracks and men's barracks or everybody's no, together? All mixed in. Yep. Back in the seventies, it was, there are some stories of it being really tough for women and I believe they're accepted well now. And I, I certainly respect a lot of women that are at the academy just because for of sure choice yeah. to be there as well as the continued dedication and badassery yeah. that they've shown. <laughs> badassery. Well, I'll yeah. start out there like I I have respect for everyone of who's at West Point. Like you're you're not in West Point if you don't I have some things going for you. I have and respect for anybody that's willing to take a serve, bullet for me. Serve. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Agreed. Heck yeah. That's yeah, totally. Uh, okay. Well, we're, since we're on the topic, could, could you date one of them or is there no, is there a no dating? There's, it's called cadating, which is <laughs> so funny to me, but do you have to disclose with HR that you're involved romantically with somebody else? So if you're involved with a, with a plebe, it has to be before, like you have to be involved in high school with a okay. plebe. You can't, oh. it's called fraternization. Mm-hmm. A plebe cannot be friends with or date an upper and a person who's not a plebe. And so you have to have a prior relationship in order to date a plebe. Okay. Plebes can date within the plebe class, but Okay. But a but but a uh a cow can't date a plebe. Correct. Okay. It happens <laughs> and it's Yeah, but you got to They keep get in trouble. Yeah. So. It's bad news. Okay. Okay. So you are allowed to date, but there's some rules. I love how they just are like, look, you're all classes. We're we're putting you in classes. (laughs) We're not going to pretend like those don't exist. Exactly. Because there is rank order in the military. That's how how it works. Right. Fraternization is a huge deal in the military. Officers cannot date unless they're personnel. Yep. And you can't date within your chain of command. Anyone that you have direct influence over. Yeah. It's a, it's a conflict of interest. Right? Yeah. It comes down. And to even it. if you're, even if you're boys with them, there are some, you don't want your favoritism and influence to extend beyond your personal It becomes personal too close to nepotism. And, right. For right. sure. Yeah. Now I love that they've, it makes me feel comfortable that the military is just very good about like, we're not going to pretend like things don't exist that do. Of course. We're going to make rules for yeah. all of it. Well, sure. it's, it's a rules-based organization. Yeah. Everything that they do is based on, on rules and procedure. And it's, it's to ensure the big picture goal. Yeah. Not, not to make sure that one person is happy in their barracks. Yeah. You know. You still haven't told me what the most fun thing was, though. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> you mentioned jumping out of helicopters. That was the most fun thing. Okay. <laughs> um, we've also, I thought of some other fun things, but I. I'm, like rappelling out of a helicopter? Right. Yeah. So air assault school, that was, <sighs> I did it the last summer and that was a phenomenal experience. Yeah. At times. There's a 
How's the knees? My knees are okay for now. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm looking to do airborne school, which is parachuting. Yeah. Uh-huh. This next summer. Yep. That kills your knees. Yeah. So yeah. we'll yeah. see about that. But uh, so you're rappelling out down onto the ground or a bunch yep. of different terrain uh, and everything or just out on the ground for, for the school. And then you have to be prepared to be yeah, rappelling at any situation. Weapons training. To, so. Have you been trained on specifically any weapons in particular? Probably the M4. Right. The M4 rifle yeah. um, fired mostly on semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. And there are times when we're shooting blanks mm-hmm. that we've gotten to do some fully automatic shooting with the M4. And we were trained on rip through them pretty quick. It does. <laughs> we're trained on a light machine gun, the M249 okay. and a medium machine gun, the M240 Bravo. And those are fired only automatically. Okay. We fire both live rounds and blank rounds with that. And that's a thrilling experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> Firing an automatic weapon is oh. something else. Uh, are, is it, are you practicing with weapons weekly or is that more sporadic? It's mostly summer. Okay. And, and spring semester. So in the fall semester, the weekends are where you do your military training, but the football games are mandatory and take up oh. almost all of Saturday. Oh, okay. For all football, cadets go to all home football games. All cadets go to all home football games and the army Navy game, which is another thing I thought of <laughs> for my most fun West Point experiences uh, is the army. Did Navy you go to game. Boston here a couple of weeks ago? I did. Did you really? Yes. They won. Nice. You guys won. I was there that Two week. years in a row. Yeah. So, uh, awesome. I remember last year, your mom posted a picture on Facebook of you. She found you in the crowd and it, it was cool. Yeah. The, it was raining. I think, uh, you guys all in uniform. It is cool to see a bunch of people in uniform. Yeah. Just like, ah, those are, it was awesome. It's a, it's a thrilling rivalry army and Navy. And the most I get to participate in is, well, actually we had a debate against them Ooh. at Faneuil hall. I believe it's called in Boston. Okay. Faneuil uh, hall. Yeah. It looks like Fanuli. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, historic. Yeah. Uh, sure. Great hall. Yeah. We actually lost. But another way <laughs> I get to participate, I feel, is in the march on before the game. We, all the cadets fill the field in ranks and then parade it, march off. Oh, cool. And people love to post pictures of armies' uh, formation versus Navy's formation. Of course, ours always looks better. <laughs> <laughs> we also practice a lot more than they do. Really? I've got. One really good friend at the Naval Academy that I met at Boys State. Okay. Which, if you don't mind, I'm going to plug Boys State. Which is that I like think Buckeye is a pheno- Boys State? Yes, Buckeye yeah. Boys State, which is a phenomenal experience. And I hear isn't always advertised the best sometimes. Oh, really? So I always tell kids they should go to Buckeye Boys 100% State. 100% should go to Boys State. Yeah. Me and Owen Knapp went yeah. when we were in high school. And I met friends at West Point that I keep up with now and friends at Navy that are great. Yeah. lifelong friends very cool point. so yeah i talked to kid at navy and talk about what it's like over there what's like over here compete a little bit uh <laughs> talk some trash but yeah do you think it's easier there every their plebeer is harder there's <laughs> <laughs> <Listen, laughs> you not in the studio harder. he's looking at us right now saying how do i answer uh, this <laughs> <laughs> their plebeer is harder really their upperclassmen years are easier okay yeah nice it, it's more of a a weed out process at the beginning. It's what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I mean, you know, we've used enough of your time, uh, but I did have a couple more things I wanted to throw out there. Uh, first one. Uh, so what's the long gray line? I saw that. Well, who's the long gray line? The long gray line is just the graduates of West Point. 
Oh, okay. So you graduate, you join the long gray line. Gotcha. And it's a part of our alma mater and several slogans. Yeah. Uh, at West Point. So. Okay. So that's all. And it's like a, the list is pretty, it's some pretty cool dudes. Right. I've heard it's and women 80,000 people, which the math doesn't check alumni? out to me. Alumni. Correct. The math doesn't check out to me, but that's what I've heard one Should, time. So. A thousand a year. Right. Well, I suppose though, in the, before that it was 10 or 20 a year. Right. I and mean, it was, yeah. and then it was a couple hundred a year. And yeah. then I believe it was, I believe it was around Vietnam started to let more minorities in and women when they really kept expanding mm-hmm. and we're at a very large class size right now. At okay. Is the, is the facility big enough to accommodate everybody? Or, I mean, are you busting out at the seams? So my room, we have three people in my room, in my dorm room. Most, a lot of people have two. So I believe that it fits just fine. And they're mm-hmm. also renovating a couple of the barracks, the older ones. That, yep. And so everything, everything's great with the size and everything. And the Good. walks are pretty short. Like so. your, your barracks, are we talking air conditioning? The yep. ones that I'm in now. And this is just a, like before <laughs> COVID, not all of them had air conditioning. Okay. So now all of them that are kids are put in have air conditioning but yeah teachers uh, once again love to say that we should be glad we have air conditioning <laughs> oh for all sure kinds of stuff so is it is it like a um you know like a quad type thing do you have your own bedroom and then you guys share a common space or are you guys in one room we're in a quite tiny room okay with a bunk bed and a single bed yep okay good that's what it should be. Whenever kids are like, well, I have my own bedroom. It's like, what? That's not yeah. college. That's no. not a dorm room. A dorm room is one small room that you share everything. That smells right. like incense. Do you have your own bathroom? Or no. yep, Community bathrooms. Go down the hall to the bathroom. Individual showers, but community bathrooms. Okay. But you have that. an individual shower in your room? No, or, I'm like in the bathroom. It's not like a community gotcha. shower. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay, so my the last question I wanted to ask was like 20 years from now, you know, like yeah. what's your career, you know, you, you, what's your trajectory? Yeah, do you do you think you'll be a career military guy and if you have to say yes, you can say yes and then tell us later. Well, you're cer- you're uh, certainly required X number of years in in the army. So how many is that for you? We're required 5 years active duty, 5 years. And okay. 3 years in the individual ready reserves. Okay. Okay. Which is much less of a commitment than even the army reserves, the mm-hmm. normal army reserves. But that's like the, that's the backdoor draft, right? Right. Yeah. You're the first, you're the first to get, to get picked up. So yeah. the, the IRR was actually, individual ready reserves were actually notified that they were ready when I believe it was the conflict in the Middle East. Okay. Just recently. Yeah. Broke out. Yeah. I think it was around that time that the IRR, a lot of people were notified that they're, they're next up. So yep. okay. they never got activated. I don't think, but. Yeah. So I see my three options, three main options right now. I really like college and the thought of academia. So mm-hmm. that's an option for me. I'd love to teach at Ohio State and live in the Columbus suburban area. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a dream of mine. And okay. then for a lot of military members, like you said, is government work, three letter agencies, or I don't like politics that much, but. <laughs> okay. The nice uh, thing about, I, I'll just so say So not this. politics. You're not. <laughs> not politics. Okay. The, the nice thing about working in government is you actually get to do some of the work. I mean, pol- I agree with you. Being a politician would be a whole level, a whole other level of like, just, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know if, right, I don't know if I have right. it in me. That, that goes back to that character thing that, you know, there's a fine line there between the two. Sure. Uh, but, but certainly like the DOD and, um, 
DOT, even all, all the, all the big, the three letter groups, as you said, um, you get to do work. Like you get to actually use your skills, maybe not, you know, military strategy so much, but, uh, but you do get to use all that stuff that you're, that you're now going to school for. So. Okay. What's the third option? 20 years uh, in the military. (laughs) So that's a, I see it as a great retirement option. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, the, at 40 the, years old. <laughs> I believe the plan has also gotten worse, the retirement plan in the military. Yeah. yeah. I don't speak for the DOD, of course. But. <laughs> no, but I mean, everybody's are, be, it, people who just lived so long. Right. They, they can't, it used to be, okay, they're 40, but you're going to die when you're 62. Sure. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it, now we're, you know, probably going to live till you're 80 or 90 unless something weird happens. So it's well, a long you, time for a bunch of people to be on a pension plan. And right. you would still have, you, I think you'd still be eligible for like the GI bill. Right. Right. So if you wanted to finish a, a PhD or something like that, you could also look at that. There's, there's just a lot of advantages that the service offers to, to people. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Brian, do you have anything else? Uh, n- no, he successfully tiptoed around your, your, uh, question of where he wants to be in 20 years. So. Well, he's, no, he said he kind of gave us some, maybe yeah, yeah. Columbus, maybe yeah. in the army still. I think so, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it is great. Uh, all right. Well, we'll leave you with that. Hey dude, thanks not only for coming in, but just thanks for doing what you're doing for, for what it's worth. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 20, 21 years old either. No. So. Yeah. You have your shit together way more than Brian and I did. Trust yeah, me for sure. And look yeah. at how great we've turned out. So. Yeah. yeah, we have a podcast in Graham's barn. So. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, any shout outs? Got any shout outs for anybody? Sure. So I'll shout out my mom and my girlfriend. My mom was great inspiration, great support. My number one since I was young. Yep. Shout out my mom. Yeah. And my girlfriend, Adrian, we've been together for a long time at this point yeah, since high have. school. So. Yeah. And it's it's been tough. Um Long she, distance and everything. Is so. she still at Miami? Yep. She's still studying at Miami. And it's been tough for us at times, but certainly worthwhile. Yeah. You know. Okay, good. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. It's yeah, been, thanks for having me. Yep. It's been real. All right. Well, man, what a great kid. Uh, a, a great young man, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that young man is probably appropriate. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Like a lot of cool things that I didn't know necessarily. One, I didn't even know. I, I would have assumed he was a sophomore, not a, a yuck. Yeah. Uh, he's, he said they're trying to. There's a movement that they don't want to say yuck anymore. Uh, and, and they should call them yearlings. Yearlings. Because yeah. the yuck is like the that's. It's the slang term the for der- the yearlings. The derogatory term for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that that's a neat thing. Just the way that they're ranked. I love that they have that 
winning mentality. You know, it's, just, it's certainly different from a lot of academic institutions at, at this point in our lives, you know, yeah. where, where most places are kind of preaching um, patience and, and just yeah, not, education or enlightenment, so to speak. This is, they're really hyper-focused on making sure that you're at the front of the pack when the game, when the music stops, you have a chair operating. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. Like get, you, you find a chair, you get yours. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's good. That's who is protecting us. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a fantastic uh, mindset for yeah, sure. It's great. Uh, interesting. If any kids are out there listening and you're interested in going to West point to sort of hear the progression of, you know, he said you could make that decision your junior year, mm-hmm. but only if you've already, been wanting to go somewhere pretty good yeah you're not you're not going to start your senior year if you're listening you're not going to start your senior year and say "Ah, maybe i'll go to west point or or annapolis or someplace like that even yeah without getting Uh, having your ducks in a row leading up to that point yeah at least have your gpa in order yeah gpa gpa up and you 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 know we heard him talk about uh the the politicians making sure that you know, you're you're contacting the politicians. That doesn't happen overnight, like right? I I helped Ethan to. Um, I wrote letters of recommendation to Portman and to. Okay. Uh, did he say it was Sherrod Brown? No, was, it's. Uh, it, oh no, his was our guy. Dang it! I know. We know <laughs> I him. See his face. Yeah. Uh, We're coming to it, Bob Lotta. Lotta. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I remember writing those letters and. Uh, the, and I mean, you, you have to get one. Yeah. You can't, you can't get in unless you have one of your representatives or a politician. Yeah. It could be the vice president of the United States. It could be, yeah, but it has it to be someone working for the national government has right. to sponsor you. And, and it's, uh, what a representative and a Senator or, or they're the ones that are eligible to. Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. It has to be your Senator. There's a girl at the high school right now. Or somebody at the executive branch, I think, but correct. It is. Yeah, that's correct. Because they're in the organization. Yeah, they're yep. in that organization, and that was that was cool to know. It was uh, interesting to see. It's cool to see that he had dreamt about it that long, and that was what he wanted to do. Yeah, and, and it came to, to fruition for him. I mean, it's that's, really cool. Well, he 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 willed himself there. He did essentially, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and that's that's not to be taken lightly either. Now, a uh, little history of West Point. So West Point was built as a. It, it was a bulwark to keep the British from being able to come okay. south out of Canada, across Lake Champlain, across all those lakes, Lake George, Lake Champlain. There's a couple, few others, and then onto the Hudson River, mm-hmm. and then down into basically Manhattan, down into New York. But it also kept them from going up north from New York, from the from the port of New York, and and attacking Albany. To supply, yeah. yeah. And it was a big major supply line, so, and it's on an oxbow bend, mm-hmm. and so they, and it's up on a bluff, and they could just rain cannonballs down on those ships. <laughs> rain, yeah. Uh, and then it was, you know, George Washington was based there for, mm-hmm. uh, it was our main military base, uh, and then we gave it to Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold was the commander at West Point for a little while, and that's where he committed his treason. He was trying to turn the, turn it over to the British. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna give it over to the British, and then he was captured well never captured he was discovered and then obviously ended up doing that uh then in 1802 it became the u.s military academy yeah it it hasn't always been called west point it was uh correct a series of fort names before that so if you're reading historic documents you'll you'll come across it as uh yeah uh fort putnam it'll be fort putnam at first and uh then it was fort arnold when benedict arnold was in charge there then it became fort clinton 
uh, after uh, Clinton, who was the um, governor of New York for a while. But then uh, after the war, uh, Hamilton wanted a military academy. He had been pushing for it uh, for a while. And uh, finally, in 1802, it became the United States Military Academy. Hey, I also looked up, uh, and it was 1975 was when West Point first admitted women. Uh, they had 119 in the first class, and they've been uh, growing their number of female cadets ever since. Got anything else, Brian? Should, I uh, am I going to get this out by the new year? Should we wish everybody a happy new year? I think so. Uh, I, I think even if you don't get it out by the new year, I think we can at least wish everybody a happy new year and, and say that we hope that... Uh, you stick with us through 2024 because we've got some exciting things coming. Yeah, for sure. We 2023 was a little slow. I helped uh, my brother Kyle open Trom Brewery here in Upper Sandusky. At and the beginning of the year, we were all involved in the uh, Bottoms Down play at the Star Theater. So yeah, we did the play and ate up a bunch of our time. Just seemed like a busy year. It was it, crazy. It, well, I had back surgery too, so we were. I was kind of out of commission for a while. So yeah. it's just been a it's it's been a busy year. But know that Brian and I are still uh, we're we're still tugging away. We actually want to thank we, we've had a couple really nice donations to us. Yeah, uh, and with that we've bought uh, some new equipment. We got yeah. uh, amps for the microphones. We got we added a new mic and we got some new mic stands. New mic stands. Yep. Awesome. These are and these are fantastic, by the way. They are great. Well, our our yeah. old ones kind of stuck up and our kind of came up and then back down. And, and they, these they had springs on them that you could hear every time we moved them. Yeah. Every time we touched the table. Yeah, so we got some new ones that are lower profile and a little more sturdy. So, and let's hope. face it, they just look cooler, and it looks better in here <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, so it's been a great it's been a great 2023 for me. I know Brian's yep. out of one too, uh, and we're looking forward to a good 2024 with Real Stories Podcast. Yeah, all right, Happy New Year, everybody! It's been real.